0: Welcome to Joy Binge. We are Kimmy and...
1: Sino, hello.
0: And we share good stories about good people doing good things. Let's get ready to binge on some joy. But before we get started, Sino.
1: Hi there, what's up?
0: Last time. (laughs) <laughs> She's getting there, folks. <laughs> My brain's slowly turning.
1: One word connects to the other word. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how we make a
0: sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about uh, watching videos on YouTube to learn new hobbies and stuff, or just learn like new knowledge, right? Um, that's kind of that's what your correct. story was about.
1: Uh, yeah, so I'll, the video that I kind of looked at was related to I was talking about music last time. It's called Music is Relative or How Music Works Part One. So it's part of a major series. But I thought this was a really good introduction video about um the major scale, which mm. you might you might kind of vaguely be familiar with the idea, but like not necessarily a hundred percent know how the concept works. But this guy is very good at like giving you visual learning as well as describing it of how most music is essentially the same seven or Well, eight notes, but the eighth note is the first note, but like up an octave. And how, like, most music is basically just this major scale played in a variety of configurations. And then changing the key basically is like shifting all of the notes so that they sound higher or lower. But like the space between the notes, I guess, how to describe it is like the space between them is the same. Hmm. Um, Because music's one of those things where I'm really interested in it, but I never really had formal training in it. Um, so I think I have a good ability to sort of hear it and just feel it but I don't always I can't really tell you like musical notation Mm -hmm. and it's something that maybe one day I would like to learn but for the time being I need it to be broken down into a more simple form. I also looked at a video about how to identify your singing voice Mm. one time um, which was quite fun. I knew that I was a falsetto anyway like a higher pitched male voice but it was kind of interesting to see the differences and it was a really good music video. I'll give you the link for that as well about it like uses popular musicians and it like defines their ranges, which I thought was really interesting. So you can see Mariah Carey's range is ridiculous. Right. Like The, <laughs> the woman is like a walking Casio keyboard with like all of the keys on it. She like basically covers the whole thing apart from like the lowest male notes. Um, But I just thought it was really interesting to see like they must have asked celebrities who get popular music you know can you do musical scales for us so we can record how much range you have and then study your music to show to other people how music works I think that's just really cool
0: yeah that's super Um, interesting I'd definitely be interested in seeing that singing uh video
1: yeah absolutely and of course not all musicians knew musical notation themselves like um certain musicians like Michael Jackson apparently would just kind of like do a beat and then the musicians would fill in around it and like he didn't know the musical notation he just had rhythm Mm. and musical capacity and then the session musicians would fill in so it's it's really interesting actually it's kind of like a combination between something very mathematical and scientific and something that's very much about feeling
0: yeah it's a music to me is a great mystery like i've I've yes. spoken with John about this so many times, like I can sing ish you yeah, know i I can do it, but um I can also but like I can't read it, and I've had formal training, like I could just never crack the code mm-hmm mm-hmm, it was very and frustrating, yeah,
1: you describe it like a code because to you and I, Kimmy, we have like a kind of love and background of learning foreign languages, yeah, so I think to us like looks a bit like learning a language yes probably more than anything else
0: exactly but it's mathematical mathematics maths it's all math (laughs)
1: mathematical it's It's, mathematical
0: yeah and it really it's mathematical and it just is too much for my little poor brain to wrap around i don't know i've tried so many times i memorized things and you know i tried to play piano and then I took singing lessons from that same teacher and she was great. She taught my sister, you know, and gave us books and all sorts of things and none of it stuck ever at any point. Even after studying it, someone would show me a note and I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. like (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) What chord is this? I don't know. (laughs) It's a good chord. It makes me feel happy when I hear it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's the sad chord.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I
0: look like this when I'm sad. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Yeah. (laughs) So that's neat. Okay, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, The video that I picked for – because Sino and I decided that we would also partake in the challenge of, you know, finding videos to learn stuff from. So yours was about music. And mine was about uh, basically branding yourself on Twitch. And or YouTube. And it was very interesting. I was watching the Alpha Gaming YouTube channel, which is a great resource. John shared this with me because he's very good at research. But it's really good for learning about what equipment to use, uh, different trends going on. Uh, There's a whole playlist about rebranding on Twitch. There's a guy named Sam, a part of the channel, who does a lot of the rebranding stuff and he shows you how he goes about things on you know photoshop or premiere or whatever to do like animations and such i still don't get it i need to sit down and actually like watch him closely (laughs) like pay attention to the video
1: okay yeah uh uh-huh you know i've done that
0: Mm -hmm. because i'll listen and i'll like peek over while i'm doing something else i'm like okay that's really interesting but i need to actually like focus on it i'm really bad about multitasking during things it's kind of a like whenever I'm watching something in particular, it's like I can't allow myself to just sit there and enjoy it half the time. You
1: feel like you should be doing something in the background. I'm quite bad in particular yeah. for uh, books. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that I have to reread a paragraph sometimes three times before it goes in. Mm-hmm. Because every time during the paragraph, I'll get distracted. And it's not necessarily because the book is boring. It's right. just I'm not quite in the right mental space for it.
0: Yes, I'm the same way. That's why it takes me so long to read because I'll find myself like just skimming the page and thinking about something completely unrelated. Like there would be a word or something that sparks a thought of like, "Oh, I need to make sure that this happens, I or do. I need to yeah, 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 exactly and uh-huh. it's Very totally frustrating um, but yeah, so show us what um videos y'all. Pick during the week or the last two weeks, however long it's been, because <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, we are recording on March eighteenth. Today is the day after Saint Patrick's Day. We are in the midst of the quarantine for coronavirus celebration. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it's nuts. it's a weird one because my life looks like social distancing. <laughs> anyway kind of thing i just naturally practice social distancing um although you know i do like to go out and now i would think twice about doing so you know um but i spend quite a lot of time in the house anyway so i think there's people on social media who are saying that they're kind of going a bit stir crazy from being locked up because their lives are not very geared towards this they're not used to spending so much time in the house Mm -hmm. i'm a bit just like oh whatever okay sure like just not spend as much time in the supermarket i guess you know yeah
0: exactly like our two social outings are you know going to the store and then like either seeing family or friends or like meeting them at a restaurant you know like that that's Uh it
1: yeah i mean i would hesitate to go to the pub with friends now or to like a bar
0: are they not closed down where you are
1: the uk's response has been a little lackadaisical Mm.
0: not to get too
1: into it but they've been a bit kind of like
0: oh well you know
1: uh we'll just see and i think the worst is maybe to come over here in the uk because it's kind of lagged behind you know there's it's like a wave so certain parts of the globe have got it quicker and then as one of my stories we'll talk about later on they're beginning to see the kind of recovery from it which is a nice thing you know Mm -hmm. um this is joy binge still don't worry Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) things are still going to be happy here we found good Um,
0: news in the midst of the chaos don't worry
1: Yeah, whereas I think the UK was one of the later countries to get it so we're still on the oh this can't be happening maybe stage Mm. and then it's going to happen and then recovery hopefully so the schools aren't even closed down here the Scottish government has announced that at the end of this week they're going to close the schools in Scotland wow which I found very weird that they were like oh, you should avoid mass gatherings, but all the kids are still at school, which is like, I can't think of a better place for the virus to go on surfaces and infect everyone (laughs) than a school. Because the way that our schools work here is that the kids move from room to room. Mm -hmm. So every desk is getting a shot of all these different kids. And apparently the virus can remain on surfaces for a while as well. That's just terrible. Like a really bad environment for spreading it around. And then all the kids go home
0: and they hug their what? grandparents. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know? Just everybody's gonna get infected by that. They should have closed them quicker. But Ugh. that's just my opinion.
0: That's yeah. It's been it's been weird because here in Texas, we've kind of lagged behind the rest of the country, but only because not the rest of the country, just like behind like New York and California and Seattle, right. like the big three that have really been hit um, mm-hmm. because. We just weren't hit as hard as they were initially. Uh, but our schools are closed down now. I think they might be closed through the rest of the year. I think they're still deciding that. Um, they closed down restaurants, bars, nightclubs, health clubs, and movie theaters last night. So that that's in effect now. Because um, before they just made, they asked restaurants to go to takeout only. But I think they've yeah, just completely okay. shut them down now. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel really bad for a lot of these smaller businesses as well mm-hmm. of course as well as people who you know jobs are in jeopardy etc yeah Um. a lot of these smaller businesses are going to really struggle and it's going to take a while for people to get the trust back you know to go out and start having a meal outside and going to the bar and blah 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 so yeah. I'm glad to see that Governments are stepping in a little bit with, like, fiscal help for businesses that they can apply to and things.
0: hmm Right. And hopefully it'll be timely and easy to access.
1: <laughs> and not just for, like, really big businesses. Yeah. Not just for, like, Amazon. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> or just the airlines. Like, it'll be really cool if it could be for, you know, everyone else, too. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be neat. That'd be really swell. Um, Well, speaking of which, so among all the other things that have been shut down, one of the first things to be shut down was the NBA, the National Basketball Association here in the States. And that's a big deal because that is Mm -hmm. our biggest uh, entertainment uh, here in the spring. Everyone loves, you know, March Madness and we have brackets and everyone's like fighting over the teams, but in, you know, good humor and... Happiness and love, usually. Um, but there were a couple of players that tested positive for okay, coronavirus, yeah. like really early on. I think from the Utah Jazz, there's like one or two guys there who got uh, tested I positive.
1: I heard. Yeah, the Utah Jazz mm-hmm. had like some of the earliest cases.
0: Yeah. And what stinks is that like more players are being tested and confirmed positive since then. So it's just really, it's a bummer. But, uh, well, it's more than a bummer, but, you know, uh, Joy Bench trying to keep it happy. <laughs> uh, so the NBA went ahead and suspended their uh, season, you know, to try and keep the fans safe, to keep the players and the employees, everyone safe. Because you you're talking about the school. I feel like an arena for a basketball game would be nasty. You know? Like, oh, yes. That Absolutely. is where all sorts of things just run free. It's
1: It's just so difficult to not have it spread you know to like a certain extent a lot of people are like why is this spread so much and it's like well part of it's just that we're kind of all disgusting flesh bags <laughs> and we just breathe all <laughs> our germs everywhere and it's very difficult not to have that happen in public to some extent you know like if i right. hold on to a reeling in a bus then that's already a potential like infection site you <laughs> know it's like
0: exactly. it's, a t-
1: it's a tough virus to combat for sure
0: right i don't like this I don't like this timeline, (laughs) Senel. This timeline sucks.
1: (laughs) I know. Like, I'm I'm trying to calm down. He's not, like, hysterical or anything, but Sean, my uh, boyfriend who is in Louisiana, has been kind of on the front lines of all the corona news, Mm. and I think he's getting progressively not okay with it all, and he's...
0: I don't I think he's going to, like
1: Mother Goose for a lot of our friends at the moment, trying to make sure everybody's okay. And it's sweet, but hi, Sean. He listens to this, by the way.
0: <laughs> hey, but... Sean.
1: Trying to make sure, like today, he I woke up to a message of him being like, buy all the groceries you can now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so scary here. Like, I'm going to go to the grocery store again after we're done recording. And I was already looking online because, uh, like, Target. And another grocery store here that I go to, um, you can order online. And Uh so many, uh, especially the frozen foods, it was like, we don't know if we have it. (laughs) We can't confirm that we can get this to you. And I saw a video of a Target. I don't know if it was here, but um, like everything was just gone. Like it was empty. And it was last night like at 7 p.m. and a guy – local here was like, it's the same here. And I was like, no. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: I don't like it. It's just so like, I don't know. But this is Joy bench, So we're trying to keep it happy. Um, so the article I found, this will hopefully This is lift happy spirits. stuff. There yes. is good
1: stuff happening. Here right, we go.
0: Because we need to take care of ourselves and take care of each other. But part of taking care of ourselves is finding the joy. So let's find the joy And today, my article, I didn't write down where it was from. It is from The Insider, written by Tyler Laletta on March 12th. And it's Kevin Love donates $100,000 to support Cleveland Cavaliers hourly arena employees after NBA play is suspended due to the coronavirus concerns. It is the longest title in the whole world. That title, good God. Okay. It gets the message across. Yeah, uh, Kevin eventually. Love. <laughs> After all the words. So Kevin Love is a center and a power forward for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And don't worry, if you don't know what that is, it's all right. I think it means he's really tall and can defend the basket. Basically all basketball is. So obviously the coronavirus has like changed this entire year in a way that we've never seen before in our entire lives. Like, this is – we've never been told to stay home. I've never heard of, like, curfews being in, uh instated in certain areas. Like, apparently, right. New York and New Jersey, they can't go out from, like, 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. hmm That's insane. I mean, it's not, obviously. Like, it's what we need right now. But it's insane that this is happening. Uh Schools are shut down. Jobs are shutting down all because of this virus. And, of course, as we've already explained, it's different in other areas. Um But the NBA, the National Hockey League, the Major uh, League Baseball, all these different sports leagues are shutting down to keep people safe from the virus and to keep it from spreading. So what happens to the hourly employees who take care of the arena, who serve the food, who, you know, sling the drinks and hawk the uh, peanuts? I almost called it (laughs) peppercorn. I don't know what I was going to say. Peppercorn. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Uh, Um, Like just all the different people. There are so many people who are working for these arenas whenever sports are going on. So a lot of them have basically lost their jobs. Like that's what it looked like at first until Kevin Love posted on Instagram saying like, this is ridiculous. I'm committing $100,000 from my fund to support the arena for the Cavs and the support staff and everything that's going on. I hope that this can help at least alleviate some anxiety during this situation. And uh, hopefully other people will join me in supporting their communities. You can see the post on Instagram. Yes, like this is very exciting to see in the sense of it was very quick. It was... um, it almost yeah, felt it, like immediate.
1: No, not. Yeah, uh-huh. because there's so many people that like might eventually do some things, but we kind of need this to be quicker rather than you know the damage being done to them and then maybe they might get lucky. But he just immediately stepped up to the plate here and I really admire that because there's so many people who make our day-to-day lives like, kind of function and go from point A to point B, the little in-between jobs, where it's like, who does the cleaning? Who
0: who does delivery? Gives out the
1: peanuts. Who does delivery exactly? Like, or just retail workers, the person that actually checks all your items in the store and you pay them. It's like these are the people who have been keeping society going and they often don't really get the kudos that they deserve for it. You know, like they're treated as low-skilled jobs, etc. And I, I really hate a lot of the attitude towards it. And now all of a sudden, these mm. people who continue to go out and do their jobs and keep things running are Kind of our saviors, really.
0: Yeah, they truly are. They're keeping our economies from completely crashing. They're allowing us to get access to resources that we need to stay inside Mm -hmm. for weeks at a time. Like it is, I hope that moving forward, people will respect and understand that everyone has their place in society. You know, even if it's being a cashier, because I always hated being a cashier. It made me very anxious (laughs) to deal with money (laughs) and math every five seconds. Um, Or, you know, even luxury things like going to a sports event. Like these are all very important because as we see, like having entertainment is important so we don't drive ourselves crazy. Having access to things is important so we don't, you know, starve or pass the virus on or whatever. Um, But I'm just very thankful that Kevin Love – did this so fast. Let me actually look at the date. When did he post this? Five days ago. He posted this five days ago. What were we doing five days ago? Five days ago, we were like, is it really so bad? I mean, at least here, you know, like, uh, it'll probably pass, you know, like in a week, like it's not so, but no, he was like, listen, this is happening (laughs) and it's happening hard. So, I'm going to post some money for people. Um, And I was also really excited. The article reports that uh, Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks, my home team, made a similar announcement, but he didn't attach a number to his announcement. He said that the franchise, basically the Mavericks, are already working on a plan to support their hourly workers And he said, quote, I reached out to the folks at the arena and our folks at the Mavs to find out what it would cost to financially support people who aren't going to be able to come to work. You know, they get paid by the hour and this is their source of income, Cuban said. We'll do some things there. We may ask them to go do some volunteer work in exchange, but we've already started the process of having a program in place. I don't have any details to give, but it's certainly something that's important to me. End quote. If there's anything that I've learned about Mark Cuban, when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Yeah. He's going to smash it out of the park. So I have full faith (laughs) in him.
1: Good. Yeah. yeah, It's nice to have faith in someone's ability to do things because there's a lot of talkers in mm. some of the higher echelons of society, but we need doers.
0: We need doers and we got we some doers this. here and thank goodness. I'm just so glad that they care, you know, cause it's so easy to take people for granted, especially when you're in the limelight, like these guys are, you know, it's heartwarming. And um, I think just very encouraging to see yeah. people care about everyone mm. behind the scenes
1: also kind of sets the tone for other people you know like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it can be quite easy in these situations to become increasingly paranoid and shut yourself off and not have faith in your fellow man or anything like that and to see people kind of responding to this by helping and giving rather than this kind of like grab as many supplies as you can and trust no one you know yes yeah it it helps to calm people down i think and Remind ourselves that there can still be community even in a difficult time like this. If anything, now is the time for community more than anything.
0: Yes, which is why At a it's safe so safe distance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At least an arm's length away, if yes. not six feet. Um, but I mean, that's why it's so great that we have telephones right now. That we have working phones. So thank you to all the people who work on keeping the phone lines open and internet running and all of that making sure that you stay in contact with those you love, engaging in some sort of hobby, like, you know, do what we talked about last time, like find a new hobby to learn on YouTube or listen to more podcasts or audiobooks or, you know, watch movies, do stuff. Go on walks. Actually, like, go outside. You don't need to, like, run into people and lick their faces. Just walk outside, feel the sun, breathe the air, go on a little walk, you know. It's okay. Yeah,
1: you can, like, uh, people are saying, you know, you got to still walk your dog and things like that. So
0: Yeah. We don't have to just hole up. Like, that's the thing that right. I'm kind of battling is like, okay, so what is, o- what is it okay for us to do? Mm-hmm, like, is going mm-hmm. to the store putting everybody at risk? Like, I was going to have a hair appointment tomorrow because I'm taking the purple out of my hair. I know. This is oh, big okay. news. This is a big deal. I'm joking.
1: Are you done with the purple?
0: Yeah. I just – I'm kind of done with color and I don't want to like – I was looking at pictures. This is so first world problem, especially in light of what we're talking (laughs) about. Like it's embarrassing to say this, but I was looking at pictures of brides with color in their hair and I was like, I don't know. It just looks kind of cheesy and like I'm in my 30s. It feels weird to like have that and the color doesn't match the colors that we want for the wedding and like I don't know if it would look good to try and match the wedding colors. I decided let's just go natural. But my hair appointment got canceled because, of course, because everything's shutting down. But I, yeah, I think it's the best thing. It's
1: the best. You're part. you're less likely to look at your wedding photos and regret them. If even if you decide to re-dye your hair later again, your hair is kind of just it's like normal, natural color. Unless you like hate your natural color for some reason, mm-hmm. you'll probably yeah. want. Because, like, you might have dyed hair for your wedding picture and love it forever, and that's fine. Or you might have dyed hair and then one day look at your wedding picture and be like, oh. I
0: was such a kid. Yeah.
1: Why did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish just this one time I just had my hair normal mm-hmm. colored. And th- this isn't a slight in anybody who dyes their hair, of course. I mean, no. I dyed my hair for a while, but. Yeah. I liked having red hair. And then one day I just was very much like, I'm done. Like, I want to go back to my normal hair color. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's
0: kinda how so, yeah. I feel. I just want It's a safe
1: option, is what I'm trying to say, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. But this also gives me time to like wash my hair in hot water again. Cause whenever you have your hair dyed, <laughs> washing it yeah. in cold water keeps it a lot longer.
1: So yeah, it now really I... does.
0: Yeah. So I can like have happy showers now where I'm not wanting to die inside because of the cold yeah, that water.
1: Was, that was my mistake, is that when I first dyed my hair, it was like this really strong stuff called Manic Panic. Oh no! Um, Which is it does the job well. There was some other product I used in Japan that like washed out really quickly. Mm. And I used this manic panic stuff. It was like extremely red. I looked like my bath was like a scene from a horror movie whenever (laughs) I like had a shower. Um, But I like washed with warm water and it went this like kind of bright orange color really quickly after like only a couple of washes. Mm. So I I looked like I tried to make my hair like very ginger for a
0: while. (laughs) No.
1: Um, I was like, "Oh no, why did this happen?" It's like you got to use cold water. I just didn't really know anything about dyeing hair at that point, but yeah. it, it did really help. And like using shampoo that was more designed for locking color in That's really helps too.
0: <laughs> my my early uh, washes would look like I was bleeding Barney in the bathroom. Like it was <laughs> yeah, just gross.
1: <laughs> it's really bizarre. Yeah, because <laughs> you think to yourself how much like so much dye is coming out, but it still looks the same color for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird, because it looks like all of the dye has just fallen out your hair into, like, the shower or the tub or whatever.
0: Yeah, you expect but it just it to be, like, like bleached underneath, and you're like, nah! Oh, it's fine. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did want to say that we do have a link to a video about how to properly wash your hands by The Who. Yes. And there's a link to that, mm-hmm. and there's also The Who? And there's also a link to the WHO's website, the World Health Organization, so that you can keep up with breaking news and get your facts straight, you know, like keep your eyes on the WHO. And if you're in the U.S., the CDC is also a good resource. Uh, These are the places we should be trusting and we should be looking at because it is easy for misinformation to get spread around. So we have to pick someone to trust if we're going to trust someone, the WHO and the CDC are good ones to pick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just – I wanted to make that clear. So there's links in the blog to that. Do not ignore the WHO and the CDC. Listen to them. Primarily. Okay. I'm done. Yes. Okay. Good. Well. <laughs> Happy toy Bench. <laughs> Get off your s- soapbox. Yeah. Please.
1: <laughs> God.
0: Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. hands. Okay, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Oh, my God. All right. Are you ready okay. for some <clears throat> home slice, home slice?
1: Here's my home slice. Okay, so this one is pretty light on the raw statistics and data. It's more of just like a a general feeling kind of story. Um, This is about a teacher of English who, a young teacher of English who went to Beijing um, a while ago to teach English over there from Scotland. Um, This is in the BBC by a lady called Mary McCool.
0: That is the best name. She's McCool. McCool. Yeah,
1: Yeah. BBC Scotland, 13th of March, 2020. Um, And this Scottish teacher who's teaching English over there uh, her name is Chloe Sandylands, also kind of a cool name. I like that too.
0: That is a cool name. Sandylands?
1: Sandylands, yeah.
0: It's like Candyland, but sandy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um. She's talking about how things are kind of returning to normal a lot more in Beijing after the coronavirus wave and the measures that they've taken in China to address these are actually working. Uh, she can sort of feel it on the ground, so to speak. She is twenty-two years old, and she's been living and teaching in the capital of China, Beijing, for I think it's like about seven months now, or something like that. Um, and she notes that in Beijing, it's quite common to order food and groceries online.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this is something that I do a lot because I don't have a car, and I live alone, so I don't have—I only have like a certain amount of ability to carry groceries home from the store. Sometimes my American friends get very, like, weird about that. They're like, you order your groceries online? And it's like, well, the UK is a bit smaller, and I don't have a car. So, yeah, yeah, you know, like, if I want to buy, like, an eight-pack of Coke, that's already, like, a lot of my arm space taken up by a pretty heavy.
0: Yeah, you have to walk with it for however long. I love, like,
1: ordering my groceries online. But apparently it's quite common in China as well to use, they use, like, a single-payment app, like Alipay or WeChat to arrange Mm. deliveries and things like that and they also do a lot of online banking and they order taxis and this is probably one of the reasons why China has managed to do a fairly good job of social distancing which is a phrase that you might have heard recently where it's about minimizing the amount of physical contact we have with people to try and curb the flow of coronavirus cases especially because Having everybody get infected all at once will put the most pressure on health services.
0: Right. And that puts a higher risk on people not surviving.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can't prevent some people getting infected eventually, perhaps. Um, But if they do get infected in a more kind of gradual spread, perhaps the health services will find it a little bit easier to cope. Right. So so flatten the curve. Flatten the curve, that's what they've been talking about. Um, So, yeah, she says that they haven't actually had a lot of people bulk buying over there. The shop shelves have never been out of uh, supplies and things like that, which is reassuring to see that they've managed to kind of keep things as normal as they can over there. Um, Although they have had to close shops, bars and restaurants, and some venues have limited their um, tables to, you're only allowed to have three people at one table. Mm. And there's also curfews, like you mentioned earlier, too. Mm. Um, but yes, people are wearing masks, but she says that they're getting a lot less scared. For instance, she has been taking the subway recently, and there's more people now taking the subway. More people are coming out and about. She says, uh, as a quote, it feels like it's coming back to life.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: So that's really cool to hear and see. She has been teaching her classes uh i i'm pretty sure she's teaching english yes she's teaching english she's been teaching her classes through online sessions now video conferencing systems but (laughs) apparently it's logistically challenging and one of the reasons for that is um she teaches kids and previously a class that would have taken her two hours with a 10 minute break now takes her three hours and 20 minutes she says
0: with no break
1: um the 20 minute break
0: oh, okay think,
1: or there's two 10 minute breaks and she says for instance i've had kids just playing or hiding from the computer one older kid drew a stick man and stuck it in front of his computer lens <laughs> 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 oh
0: no <laughs> children
1: those kids you got to keep studying um we had she a says good the lot did
0: um, that sorry
1: Oh, who did – what, sorry?
0: Uh, we had a good friend who uh, taught kids English online. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, and she Very would – do that. Yeah, she would tell us about how, uh, like, some ge- kids were really disciplined and, like, really good about being on time and being there and studying and doing what they need even at a young age. And other kids, like, their parents were hovering over them, like, forcing them to – Take part, and she would hear them like being yelled at and stuff. She was like, it Mm -hmm. was very strange.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Because normally, as a kid, you go off to school and it's kind of the great unknown until report card time as to how things are actually going over there. But Mm -hmm. when you're learning from home, your parents are a little bit more able to get involved in the process or at least witness it. So, uh, Chloe mentioned that their parents are often over their shoulders. So, you end up talking to the parents more, is her experience. I think that's Um, what our
0: friend said. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, very similar experience, I think, actually. Yeah, so apparently there's temperature checks being carried out for citizens in subways and apartments and restaurants. And if you have a sign of fever, you're turned away, which sounds kind of horrible. But um, I think it's just to make sure that potential people who might infect others... At least partially, it's, like, to make sure they're aware of it, maybe. Because, mm-hmm. you you know, not everybody who has the virus at the moment is necessarily aware of it. It doesn't always show symptoms for a while.
0: Right. Or um, at all. Like, that's the thing. You can be a carrier and not actually get, like, super sick.
1: Right. Especially if you're young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is part of the reason why it's hard to deal with. Do you uh, know
0: what the temperature is the cutoff point for this thing?
1: Like, I actually don't,
0: because I've heard about that a lot, like people taking temperatures and stuff, and it's like, okay, so mm-hmm. when do you, like, are you turning people away at like ninety nine degrees, at a mm-hmm. hundred degrees? Of course, this is Fahrenheit. Um, I'm trying to see if I can yeah. find, because every time I read things about symptoms, it's just like fever. It's like cool. Good.
1: Yeah, it's like a couple of friends of mine have a very bad fever. I think they have it, honestly. Oh no! Um, but they're young, and I think they're going to be at least okay. They're self-isolating. They're doing everything that you should do, essentially. If you might have it, um, but in America, they're in Florida. You you can't get tested for the coronavirus unless you're considered an at-risk population at the moment. Yeah, is how it is. So yeah. they aren't actually able to find out if they have it, but they just have to kind of guess, which seems a bit... I, I wonder if that's because like the testing kits are limited or if it's just a little negligent. I don't know. But.
0: Probably a little bit of both. Probably mm-hmm. there's not enough tests to go around until it's like a very obvious, like, this person needs to be tested because they're out in public or, you know, whatever. But we keep hearing promises of testing uh, being available and such, and it just... I just... Don't know if I believe it, but yes. I'm hoping for it.
1: There's some real. <laughs> the Norwegian government sent out like a PSA for Norwegian citizens that said we advise that you come back home immediately to Norway, especially if you live in a country that has a poorly developed healthcare system, e.g. the USA. Oh. I was like, whoa! Shots fired there from the Norwegian government. <laughs>
0: I, I mean agree with them a little bit. They're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I witnessed
1: firsthand especially with you and John about just how hellish the healthcare system can be in the US at times like yeah, when John tore his ACL and you had to call up around multiple hospitals to find one that would cover your insurance. And just yeah. like how much time you had to spend just like getting that sorted out on the phone. It was like a business transaction. And for me who comes from a country with socialized medicine, you would just go to the hospital and get it seen to immediately, you know. It's like where's the nearest hospital? Go there.
0: Yeah. Well, thankfully just, it worked out that it, it, it was did. the nearest hospital. And that that yeah. and like one other thing is all that health insurance ever did for us. Like no mm-hmm. one in our area took that insurance. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. We haven't been to a doctor in a long time. It's very sad and scary. Joy yeah. Ben!
1: <laughs> well, here's a little bit of joy. Uh China has a total of 80,754 confirmed cases and 3,136 deaths. However, it's also recorded its lowest number of new infections, just 19 on Tuesday.
0: Hey, that so. is worth binging some joy. That's awesome!
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of people in China, so only 19 people is like they're doing really well here to help curb the spread of it. And it's absolutely... South Korea is the same. It's like it's really going down. Like their efforts are working. So that's great. That's amazing. It's, it's going to get better, you know? Yes. I think these countries are really tackling the issue and they're seeing results. So good for them. I'm very happy to hear that.
0: This too will pass. We're just trying yes. to have it pass with the least amount of deaths possible.
1: <laughs> hmm Yeah, I, I guess... It was somewhat inevitable that this episode was the corona episode.
0: Right. Why wouldn't it be?
1: Right. Um, But I hope that the takeaway from this is that it's kind of being worked on actively. And we're seeing people really step up to the plate here. And a lot of the measures that the governments are taking or just people are taking is working. And there's hope. You know, there's absolutely hope for this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've seen reports from people here who will get letters from their neighbors being like introducing themselves because it's very common here to like not really know your neighbors in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And so neighbors are like writing letters and leaving those letters in mailboxes saying like, this is who I am. This is my phone number. If you need anything throughout this whole ordeal, just let me know. I'm healthy and able to go get groceries and such and I'll leave them at your door. Or if... um Like there's one where there was a couple who wrote the letter and one of them was a nurse and the other one was like a builder of some sort. And so they're saying like – or basically like he could do repairs. And so they're saying like if you need medical attention, you know, like in a really like emergency sort of way, like I am licensed to do CPR. Like I'm a nurse. I can, you know, help with, you know, different things, driving you to appointments or to the hospital or whatever. And my husband can help you with um, repairs around the house if needed, if anything comes up that you can't get someone here to help you or can't invite people in to help, you know, like let us know. And I was just like, that's awesome. And people offering to even walk pets, like walk the dog, you know, during all of this because like maybe the person is sick with COVID and can't take the dog for a walk or have to like distance themselves. Because that's the other thing. People are even talking about distancing from their pets. Like, I don't know what we would do if one of us yeah. were to get sick. Like, I don't think I could quarantine myself from Belle.
1: No, of course not. She is attached at the hip to you most of the day.
0: Yeah. like, And it I...
1: would be, she would be upset if she couldn't see you.
0: She would be so upset. Like, I think we yeah. would have to take her. No, we couldn't take her to John's parents' house because she could be a carrier. Or even, you know, at that point, like, if I was sick, like, John could be a carrier because he's around me. So we can't, like.
1: You don't want Belle to become the Trojan horse of the <laughs> virus to John's parents. Oh, no. Imagining this, like, I'm imagining Belle with, like, a cloud of virus around her as you, like, <laughs> hand her over.
0: To like, John's those parents. terrible videos from, like, the 90s where it's, like, you know, this is what happens if you don't wash your hands or whatever. Like
1: PSA kind of videos yes. where everything has, like, a kind of green cloud around it, of yes. virus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of infection
1: and she's also she's part chihuahua so she's like she gets that thing that chihuahuas tend to have where she's very bonded to one person in particular like she likes john
0: yes she loves kimmy is mommy that's right she comes she she comes to me when she wants something and when she wants just general like comfort and pets but she goes to john when she's scared yes it's very funny Like, she'll wake us up by digging at our pillows and at our heads at night Mm -hmm. whenever there's a thunderstorm, and she always digs at John first.
1: I also noticed she was a lot more cuddly and interested in me when you two went away and I looked after her
0: Mm -hmm. for a little
1: bit. She all of a sudden was kind of snuggling up to me. And she was looking at me a lot we were playing a little bit. And I was like, oh, I see how it is. There's definitely a hierarchy in that dog's brain.
0: For sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mommy first, then John, then whoever else is here.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then I'll just take whatever dregs are left behind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And even in our own families, like she has other hierarchies set up, but like she loves John's dad the most. Mm-hmm. and then she loves my brother the most on my side oh bless well she loves my sister the most because she's the original mommy but
1: she is original mommy of course yes right
0: but other than my sister my brother's next in line so yes
1: yeah that's it's fascinating how much dogs i've watched a lot of stuff as well on youtube going back to earlier about like just how dogs or animals think animal psychology and things and dogs are very hierarchical animals they understand families as like a kind of hierarchical unit uh and it's really interesting to see like dogs understand that i'm my parents child and they pick up so quickly like Mm -hmm. dogs that my mother looks after occasionally they kind of treat me differently than my parents and they know that like my parents are my (laughs) Not explaining <laughs> Not explaining as well Your parents after. are
0: basically like alpha in the sense yeah, of... Yeah, they
1: understand that my parents look after me. So right. sometimes they Here's treat a me like the kid as well. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the pup to them. So it's really funny. They get like kind of defensive of me and things and they kind of smother me occasionally if they think I need help. Um, <laughs> especially bigger dogs tend to do that to me. I, a lot of bigger dogs suddenly like treat me like I need to be looked after, I've noticed a lot. It's really <laughs> interesting.
0: And you're like, no, no, I'm a man. I'm fine. Yeah,
1: like dogs, sometimes try and herd me, and I'm like, I don't need to be herded. I know where I'm going, but they're like, No, go over here, go over here. Oh my you're god, going too far away from the other person in the room, you're going to get lost. And I'm like, No, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> everything's okay. <laughs> Bell does that, but she does that when she wants something, like when she wants yeah. to go outside or she wants a treat. She'll start nudging my calf, and it's I love her subtle, and it's so cute. <laughs> But it's so annoying. When it's yeah, especially
1: day. if you're streaming or you're trying to do something that you can't just immediately break away from too easy. Mm-hmm. I imagine.
0: Or if I'm trying to like walk somewhere and she's like at my feet trying to nudge me, yeah, Belle, I will step so on I'm you, kick on you by mistake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like get away from yeah. my feet. I'm like a bumbling <laughs> giant up here compared to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well,
1: I think that's the sacrifice she's willing to make.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bless Bell. I hope that stories of Bell. Puts a nice end to this podcast to lift people's yes. spirits again. Because <laughs> I know Absolutely. I got a little, little scared there for a bit. But you know what? We're, we're doing okay, guys. Like, we're, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this, and it's going to be great. You're going to learn some stuff if you decide to look things up on YouTube or do whatever research is. Like, hobbies are happening. This is time to take advantage of, right? I it's hear that people vain. have extra time now. <laughs>
1: You can combine the previous episode about learning something new with if you're working from home, you know, if you have a little bit more time to watch YouTube videos and stuff, why not try and make it a project to pick something up or just, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you just want to sit there and watch Netflix in your pajamas. Don't blame me.
0: (laughs) Same. Yeah, yeah. Honestly,
1: that's my life. But, you know, like, it it may be difficult if you feel like you're going stir crazy, but... Maybe, like, a project might help or, I don't know, just... Learning to improve your next...
0: workflow somehow. Yeah, uh, learning a new skill that you've been putting off. Um, there's...
1: Up your desk area. Mm-hmm. To, like, really kind of working on that for a bit. I think I could still do some things with my desk area at the moment. Oh, um, me too. Marie Kondo
0: I... your stuff. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like, all I did recently was, like, set up a desk and, like, a poster and a couple of things behind me. And I already feel immediately better about my living room, um, which is also kind of my office because of the way my house is. Mm-hmm. And Like I moved around a couple of tables and I know now what I need to do to like really make this place come together. I need to buy like a TV and one or two things. And then like the just the mental change is so nice uh. of getting a couple of posters up and I'm finally making this place feel like home after living with flatmates and always feeling a bit like I'm in accommodation for a while.
0: Yeah you're in someone else's home yeah
1: if you have to be within the same four walls for a good couple of weeks folks maybe now is a good time to think about changing around the furnishings that you've been thinking about doing for a while or
0: yeah so
1: i'm gonna try and do that's the type of energy i want to try and take from this
0: i love doing stuff like that i love moving stuff around that's a great idea because
1: then it like you just look at the room completely differently
0: Mm -hmm. like whoa
1: Everything is, it's just you've like moved one or two couches, but you're like, whoa.
0: It looks amazing. Yeah, we did that in our room. the same room? room? Yeah. <laughs> it looks so much better now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have stories of good people doing cool or good things in your neighborhood or anywhere, be sure to send them to us. We have an email, joybenchpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at JoyBingePodcast. Visit the Facebook page or the Instagram account. Be sure to like and rate our show on whatever platform you use so we can grow and share more good news with other people. And don't forget, go binge on some joy. Bye. Bye. The music for this podcast is Industrious Ferret by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening and have a great week.